We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends League Unlimited, part of the League Unlimited media and accessory to the wonderful weekly magazine. I'm Big T, views of my own, and I'm recording Volume 3, Issue 9 of 2012, with the focus this week on the upcoming Anzac round, titled The Mudlarks. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Rugby League's Big Guns, Remembering the Mudlarks, written by Andrew Ferguson. Australian Rugby League has had plenty of big guns over its long and storied history, but none more impressive than a little-known team full of very important players, none of which are known by the near entirety of the Rugby League community. The 4th Machine Gun Company was an all-volunteer infantry support unit for the Australian Army during World War I and contained around 900 personnel and served in the final stages of the conflict, featuring notably in the German Spring Offensive and then a series of major attacks as part of the Hundred Days Offensive, the Allies', the Allies final and victorious push which culminated in the end of the war. The first commanding officer of the 4th Machine Gun Company was Victoria Cross recipient Lieutenant Colonel Harry Murray. Murray, known as Mad Harry, was a Tasmanian-born grazier who rose from the rank of private to Lieutenant Colonel in just under four years and has often been regarded to as the most highly decorated infantry soldier of the British Empire during the World War I. He earned this Distinguished Conduct Medal at Gallipoli, the Distinguished Service Order at the gruesome Battle of the Somme, he earned further honours at Belcourt during an attack on the Hindenburg Line. It was February 1917 when he earned his highest honour, the Victoria Cross. On the night of the 4th of February 1917, Murray, who was commanding A Company, led an attack on the German-held position of Stormany Trench. Murray's company seized the position after very heavy resistance, then set about creating makeshift barricades to help them defend themselves. The Germans were quick to return to attempt to reclaim the post, which saw Murray send out an SOS signal requesting more artillery support. Murray's company defended their place. However, the Germans counterattacked and initially reclaimed some of the territory they lost. However, Murray rallied his troops and reclaimed that ground, leading from the front in combat so close that bayonets were used. On the third German attack, Murray organised a grenade bombing party consisting of 20 men and led them in a charge against the oncoming Germans, pushing them back yet again. For three hours after midnight, the company maintained the stern defence of their position, repelling a number of German assaults with the aid of artillery support. By 8pm the following day, almost 24 hours after the initial attack began, the 16th Battalion relieved Murray's company which had lost 92 of their 140 men in the whole ordeal. The 4th Machine Gun Company had themselves a nickname of Mudlarks, symbolised by an Australian peewee bird. This unit was the first, and for a very long time, the only army unit in the Australian Army that played rugby league. Members of that unit would take turns, depending on availability, 
fielding teams to play against other companies. This team would even make their own jumpers, royal blue with a white collar and hand-sewn black and white mudlark emblem on the front. A prominent member of this mudlark team was Lance Corporal Richard Overy. Overy was a plumber from the inner west Sydney suburb of Haberfield. He stood at 170 centimetres tall and weighed 76 kilos when he enlisted at the age of 24 in 1914. He moved to the 4th Machine Gun Company almost immediately after it was formed and remained there until he was discharged due to bullet wounds. Overy served in Gallipoli and in major campaigns in France before his war wounds sustained in 1917 forced him to be discharged from duties. When he returned to his home, he packed away all of his possessions from when he had served at war and went about returning to normal life. In 2003, Overy's family presented his jumper, along with a gold medallion, to the Australian War Memorial. The jumper, it's... In 2003, Overy's family presented his jumper, along with a gold medallion, to the Australian War Memorial. The jumper, in itself, was an amazing artefact, but it was made even more so, as it still had the mud from the battlefields on it. The jumper is often on display at the War Memorial, serving as one of the most precious and brilliant rugby league artefacts in this country. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. That's it for this week. On behalf of Andrew Ferguson, I thank you. On behalf of editor Tim Costello, I thank you. And on behalf of the entire League Unlimited community, we thank you. Of course, you can get around the website and all of its fantastic news. You can find that website in the show notes. We thank you for listening. Get around the community on Twitter. And we'll talk to you next time. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people. Hold up. 